in your own Satoris is like crypto, but it's important attributes people want to develop is really about, are you aware of your personal values? Do you have a clear sense of self? What are your mm -hmm. boundaries? And cultivating a strong sense of inner security. Welcome to the Healing Corner with Emily Tennyson. Here, Emily talks about how the power of nutrition, detoxification, spirituality, and tuning into our body's intelligence can help knock us back into emotional, physical, and spiritual alignment. Now, here's your host, Emily Tennyson. Hello, and thanks so much for joining me today as we chat with one of my favorite astrologers, spiritual mentors, Reiki masters, and naturopathic doctors, Renata Tarofsky. I'm so stoked to speak with her today because she's an expert in healing both the physical body through naturopathy, as well as the energetic body through Reiki and her astrological teachings. She's also been through some things that have led her to a deep understanding of what it feels like to be aligned with your soul's purpose. Renata is also honestly one of the funniest astrologers and spiritual mentors on Instagram and TikTok right now. And if you're like me, you could use a laugh. When she's not filming hilarious reels, Renata is committed to helping empaths, spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, and seekers confidently service the world the way they were born to do with her no BS approach. Today, we'll talk about her personal journey that's led her to where she is, some of her personal dietary habits, what surprises her about her own personal astrology, and some of what we can expect as a collective for 2022. Renata, welcome to The Healing Corner. Thanks for having me, Emily. The first thing I have to ask you, on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being never, 10 being every time, uh -huh. how often do people pronounce your last name correctly? Um... I would say 50% of the time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My, my maiden name is Pulowski. And okay. so that's like Smith and Poland. And here yeah. I'm at a solid five as well. Like half the time people get it. Half the time people are batching it. I was yeah. just curious. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good, that's a great question. It is. Yeah. So I have to just compliment you on the work that you're doing. I love all of the hilarious reels that you make. Seriously, you are so good at what you do. I found you through Danielle Page. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's an American astrologer. Do you know her? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know her personally, but yes, 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 yes. Yeah. 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 Someone had tagged her in like a reel of yours and she shared it to her stories. And I was like, who is this astrologer? Like, she is so funny. She's strikingly beautiful. She's really good <laughs> at what she does. And ever since then, I've been a loyal follower and reader of everything you're doing. So oh, I love that. I had no idea that she shared a reel of mine. She did. Yeah. Someone, mm. one of her contacts had, um, had shared it and yeah, it just, I know that one of your dreams is to be a stand up comedian. And I'm just curious if you've always been making people laugh in your life. Yeah, I have. So I'm a Leo rising and a Leo sun. So Leos are, they were the natural comedians, right? And Geminis can be too. And obviously, it's not just fixated on your rising or sun. There's many different combinations and aspects. But I, 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 I do have that humoristic personality. For sure, I've always been making people laugh and known for that. And it wasn't until recently uh, people were like, "You're really funny," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, I did." Like I, 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 I never identified myself as being funny. Like, and it's not that I didn't think I wasn't funny, but I didn't actually realize how I show up for people until like this past year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like so. It's just so refreshing. I mean, I follow so many different astrologers. I love everyone's different, unique style, and it's just really refreshing to see yours, which is kind of poking fun in it, which is part of spirituality, right? Like, yeah, not taking ourselves seriously. Let's just have a little fun. Like everyone can relate to being a little confused by it or just thinking 
it's pretty silly. So yeah, you're really good at what you do. And I, I really enjoy following you. I'm wondering, before we get into astrology, if we could talk a little bit about your background. I know that you're trained as a naturopathic doctor. You've done that for mm-hmm. years. And then suddenly you're like a Reiki master and doing astrology. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us about the path that you've had to walk to get to where you are today. So I'll try to give the Coles Notes version because it kind of I need to build some context, right? Absolutely. I was struggling with my own health issues, I would say in university. I always had like IBS. And I, I to be honest with you, I wasn't as connected with my body. So I just thought like that was normal. Mm-hmm. And, but it wasn't until like my tw- early 20s when I was in university, I was really struggling with a lot of depression, anxiety. I felt very lost. Um, and it was in that stage in life where you're like, you have to decide on your future. And there's just like so many factors that were occurring in my life that I felt like everything was falling apart. Like I literally felt like I was losing control mentally. And that, that was never me. I was a very strong person. Right. And I was always happy. And for the most part, like I, I may be prone to worry, but I couldn't say I ever struggled with like mental health growing up. Like that didn't inter interfere with my life, had the natural reactions to anxiety and stuff, but it wasn't until university where things went south fast. And I look at it now, people might, might label that or identify that as an existential crisis. Other people might relate to that as the dark night of the soul, where I was just like intimate, like my romantic relationships, my friendships, I felt very lost. Like I was like, what am I doing? Like, I kind of was like, what is this world? Like, how did I get here? Like, what am I doing with my life? And it's just like, I wasn't sleeping properly. I was working night shift. And then I felt like I was losing control. And how I managed that was through an eating disorder because I, that was the only way I could make, I felt like I could maintain control because everything else felt like it was falling apart in my life. Mind you, I wasn't sleeping well, whatever. And there, again, I'm not going to get into the details, but it essentially felt, I felt very disconnected from myself. I felt like I didn't know who I, I felt like I was a shell, like a ghost in my own, in my own body. So you have to understand, I it was, it was a weird time because I remember being like, I don't even know who I am and how did this happen? Cause it happened so quickly and I'm glad it happened because I, I was like, okay, well, this isn't me. Something's not right. And I was finding it interesting. I was studying neuroscience at the time. So I was very well with psychology and psychiatry. Psych- I want to be a psychiatrist oh. and I'm so happy this happened to me because when I was trying to work through my own mental health, which was a very big stigma about over, that was like 15 years ago. I didn't care though. Cause I was like, this isn't me. I'm working. I'm, I'm dealing with this. So I went to the medical route and I didn't really, to be honest with you, natural medicine wasn't a thing back then. Mental health wasn't a thing back no, then. Yeah. And I just, I had no shame really around it. I was just like, I'd want to be, I want to find Renata again. Cause I don't know who, I don't know who I am. Yeah. I didn't like the response I got from the medical system, not against conventional medicine. It just wasn't for me because I was like, I don't think I am a, I'm not a serotonin pro- <laughs> deficiency. I'm not, I'm not, a def- I'm not deficient in a medication. Like some, something there was, a, there was a multitude of events that happened. And then I, literally this happened like my me feeling disconnected from self mm-hmm. so in my gut I was like you know what I'm not doing this like because they mm-hmm. wanted to prescribe medication and also you have to understand that I was struggling with severe hormonal imbalances to the point where I would sometimes seizure on my period oh my god really yeah so but it only would happen on my period 
So then I'm, as they're doing the checkup, they're like, and we want to do an MRI. You're going to have to be be put on antipsychotics. And I knew that I would not be able to drive. And again, my gut was like, hells no, we ain't doing this. And I didn't have a solution, Emily. Like there was no other option. I just knew in my soul, I was at my rock bottom. And I'm like, I don't know what my next options are, but this isn't it. So I'm not, I'm going to explore. So later that literally like not shortly after I went to go try to figure out via the conventional route, I was at a job fair at school and I came across this booth of naturopathic medicine. And I'm looking and again, I'm, I'm pursuing either psychiatry. And at this point, I think I'm like, no, I'm going to become a teacher. Like I was kind of like, I think I'm just going to take that route, even though I just, it it wasn't really my passion, but I was like, I need to do something with my life. I don't know. (laughs) Like, like all of us at the age of 20, at at the 20, you don't even know who you are. Um, and I remember seeing this booth. I'm like, this, what is this? This makes so much sense. And it was like, my soul remembered it. It just, it seemed like I didn't question it. I had no hesitancy. I wasn't, uh, what's the word? Um, when people are, I wasn't cynical, skeptical, nothing. I'm just like, this makes sense. I want to do this. So I, you have to understand too. I'm the person that I was, I would always overthink everything to the point where I would be paralyzed. So I would put everything in pros and cons. And even if the, there was more pros than cons, but it felt wrong, I would still do the pros. Yeah. So I was very disconnected to my intuition. I'm there too. Yeah. (laughs) But for this time in my life, for the first time ever, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay. Cause it's like 30 grand a year, like with boarding in school. Now I'm going to go to another 40 year school. I don't even know what this profession is. I have no <laughs> idea what, what any of this means, but I know I have to go here. So I went and it was like the best intuitive decision I made in my life. And I thought, okay, I'm good. I, I, I figured my life out. I'm on my path. This is beautiful. I'm so glad I went through this, you know, because I, I start to heal my body I start to realize the the, the the connection to my mental well-being through my soul, through my energy, through my physical, well, by nutrition, all the things. So I really understood how to heal myself holistically. And I was like, great. And I loved it. I'm so passionate about this. I ended up going out to the real world and I was in practice full time for two years. And the one day I'm staying at my schedule and my whole schedule is full. Like every slot is booked. I'm like, I made it. I hustled. I had no business background, by the way. I just like put myself yeah. out there, failed, like just had to get out of my comfort zone. But I'm like, that's like, I'm like that. I'm like, whatever. I'll just keep, cause I had that sports mentality. You just got to keep practice till perfect. So I was pretty proud after two years looking at my schedule. I'm like, well, I've made it. This is what I was attributing to just full your schedule. And, but then I'm like sitting here, I'm like, why do I have my, why is my anxiety back with a vengeance? This time I gained 10 pounds. I had this rash on my face. I'm really, my IBS is like acting up. And I'm like, I can't even go into work without taking these natural anti-anxiety pills because literally when I turn right into the parking lot, my heart is pounding out of my chest. My my body starts to shake when I walk through the front doors and I have to sit there. I'm literally having a panic attack or anxiety attack because my soul was, I was working at corporate gym, being in naturopathy. And I was just, my soul was like, this isn't it, Renata. And I was like, honest to God, like, I'm like, don't be doing this to me again. I like, I don't be. So I remember sitting and looking at my schedule. I'm like, why is, why did I, I got what I thought I wanted. And why do I still feel unfulfilled? And what the hell is happening to my body Mm -hmm. and my anxiety? Mm -hmm. And I realized I kept getting people in private practice that were struggling with a relationship or their job or trauma or their unfulfilled. And I was like, I can't acupuncture your way out of a shitty relationship. I can't supplement your, the job you hate. So I was getting people that were literally out of alignment with their soul's purpose. That's how, Mm -hmm. and I found that I was doing a lot of spiritual work. 
Now, mind you, I still love naturopathic medicine, but I just felt like I just can't focus on the physical because m- most more people were just very connected to that aspect. Never mind, you talk talking about the chakras and stuff. Right. <laughs> but part of me was like, no, I want to do some deep soul healing. So I remember sitting there and be like, you know what? Time for our next adventure. And again, I just took a massive risk. My family, or not family, but people thought I was already insane going into naturopathy. Why don't you just go to traditional medical school? I yeah. like, I don't, I don't, this doesn't feel right. And then when I said, I want to now study spirituality and become like a mentor or coach. And I'm like, I don't even know really what it looks like, but I got to go on this new adventure. People were like, you just started building your career and now you want to just try again. And I, and I, and you know, I say my story because a lot of people are in something that they're good at and they're still passionate, but it's not a hundred percent aligned. And we get so fixated Mm -hmm. on your quote unquote path. But then we have to recognize that during that point in your path and your, you might outgrow certain things and you're always evolving. Mm -hmm. And I'm blessed because me taking that leap again and then delving into my spirituality, my personal development, uncovering shadows, getting my yoga certification, my Reiki masters, learning astrology. I was like, yeah, like I'm here now. And I, and I say to people, I might not be doing this forever. I don't know. Maybe I'll be, I want to be a medium in five years. I don't know. I don't have, I'm not attached to anything. What I am is my alignment. And I'm so glad that I went through that experience in life because it taught me what it means. What is my alignment? And when am I out of alignment? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it's so it, brave. It's so brave because we get so attached to the identity of what you do for a living and how much money you've invested and how much debt you still have. Like it's easy to get attached to all that. Yeah, totally. And I know that I'm very not the norm in my approach, but I, I have this mentality where I'm like, I, I, I'm, I can't do something that I'm not hundred percent have integrity with because my attitude will suck that's not fair to the people I work with and I'm miserable. And then my body will literally, my body doesn't let me, my body will start to flare up when things are out of alignment. Wow. So it's like, I can't even resist it. I can't resist it. Yeah. So uh, maybe it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. You're like years ahead, I think of kind of the mainstream stuff because, you know, yeah, 15 years ago, self-help wasn't really like a thing or, you know, even naturopathy. And now it's really big. Acupuncture is really big. I mean, of course, it's been for tens of thousands of years, but yeah, you know, but way it, more popular, way more popular. And so at what point were you like, okay, I'm just going to start studying Reiki or what was your first step out of, you know, so, the naturopathic life? Uh, right away, I took like personal development programs. So I went and did a, like a lot of like, I started hiring coaches. I did a lot of personal development programs. It was really anything. I just followed my curiosity. So I was like, I'm really curious about that. I'm going to go there because a lot of times we try to rationalize that. And we're like, well, what, what is this going to do for me? Where I just, I was like, honestly, here we go again into the unknown. Let I have nothing to lose at this point because I'm not hundred percent happy. So I got to figure this shit out. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then when I went there, something else opened up and then I explore that breadcrumb. Right. So I say to people, it's, it's really, you're in a suspended state of surrender. Mm-hmm. But from there, then I was like, I really want to do my yoga teacher training. And that was helping me heal personal stuff that yeah. I just then decided I want to do this as teaching. And then I was getting Reiki done already 15 years ago, no, sorry, oh, 10, nice. over 10 years ago. But it wasn't until two years ago where I was like, I, I, I can't explain it. It was just a thought. It was like, okay, Renata, you got to go get this now. I'm like, Okay. So like (laughs) when I get these ideas, I don't second guess it. It's like, I can't explain it. Maybe it's part of my, my intuition and I don't even question it. Cause if I get, if I get it and I resist it, shit's going to hit the fan and eventually have to get there anyway. 
Right. And it's just a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, two years ago, I was like, okay, it's time to do Reiki where I was already doing. I loved it. I was very into the energetic body. I just wasn't actually practicing Reiki until I got, I I call it, I get the call. Yeah. It's a call. It's like, go do this now. I'm like, okay. Someone taps you on the shoulder. You're like, all right, it's my turn, I guess. So that's how I kind of got into things. It wasn't planned. It was literally this call. And I was, and I just was like, oh, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) How much of your business currently is Reiki versus the astrology side? Um, so it's hard to, because, so astrology is a huge component. I would say it's probably like 60%. Naturopathy is like 20%, but I do a lot of acupuncture Reiki in practice. Mm, Got it. So that I'm doing a lot. And then I do, and my mentorship, my spiritual mentorship clients, I'm doing Reiki with the mentorship. So I infuse that in my work and then my moon rituals, I do Reiki. So like, it's really like a tool that I use a lot, except my readings, I would say. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Will you describe spiritual mentorship? What is that? What are you doing so, with that? So my, my, there's two strains or not two strains. There's two divisions. I would say that I mentor people spiritually and just in general, people who feel like they know they're meant for more. They don't really know what it is. And it's like, they know that they're, they're here to make a difference, but they don't know how to service the world the way they were born to. They don't have the confidence, the clarity to do that. So that is my align with your purpose mentorship that I, I work with people. So giving them the tools and, and infusing like mindset, vibration, energetics, their astrology, and then coaching. So it's like this really eclectic blend of tools that I use and energy to help them get clarity and to, to start living out their purpose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then others is business. So ener- so spiritual business. So people who are in the healing fields, coaches, naturopaths. Um, or they're just more spiritually driven, helping them, you know, create offers. How do I track my clients? How do I mm-hmm. sell from a place from my soul and not feel like a car salesman and not feel weird about it? Like really empowering people in the alternative and spiritual and wellness field to share their gifts confidently and not feel like, because there's a lot of unworthiness and money issues around that where that there's a block to success. So those are the two, I would call it spiritual business mentoring and then the soul alignment. Well, sounds like you're so beautifully equipped to be that person at the helm, having gone through literally <laughs> I all gone of through that it. personally. I've literally gone through it all. So I'm big on, I need to go through it. I'm not saying I have to go through everything people go through, but I usually don't start to offer things until I'm like, no, I feel, I, I figure out as I go, like I, yeah. I understand with experience, but I'm like, I got like 10 years of business experience. I've, I've kind of been through some stuff, right? Yeah. I have a few things to share. Yeah. So yeah. definitely. I know you're a big, big proponent of astrology being able to reveal or uh, allow people to remember maybe their strengths and their sole purpose. Mm-hmm. Using like your own chart, could you talk to us about what was kind of revealed to you when you first started getting into this and what your strengths are. And also if anything kind of surprised you when you were reviewing your chart or having it read. Um, so I feel like if anything, it can confirm things that we know about for what I really loved about the reading is I've actually, I'm like a, I like to get a lot of things done by a lot of different people for the same thing. So I'll go to a lot of astrologer readings, tarot, because I feel like different people can offer a different perspective and insight. So I'm very open to understanding more about myself from different people. But it wasn't until this one astrology reading from the astrologer where 
she spoke about like hidden desires of mine that I was even like, that's just not like a general statement. Like you were pretty, because, <laughs> and again, how astrology is, is someone's like, oh, my son is here. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to look at the whole chart. Like that's a, that's your, people don't understand horoscope versus your astrology where your son is one aspect of your chart. Plus like how the other planets connect to your son and the dynamic between everything. Like, so people, I feel shit on astrology and I get it, you know, um, because people will take it from a very black and white perspective. And I'm always trying to like, that's not how it works. And it's still a tool. Like just because you have great aspects in your chart or just because you're a, I don't know, a Leo son, like you can't just eat up all the attention. Like you got to be mindful of like checking your ego a little bit. Cause that's right. like, there's a, so I like to educate people on the, the gone right and gone wrong expressions of your astrology and to take responsibility. So I'm right. not the black and white astrologer. It's like, okay, this is the energy. And this is depending on how much you've grown. This is how you can be responding to that pattern in your chart. Mm-hmm. And I'm very like, don't use that as an excuse. Right. Right. That's I just an area. Th- that's an area of growth. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I heard something that made me feel better about my astrology, which is to use it as a ladder versus a limit. So only seeing things as an opportunity or in not a positive light, but just like as something to um, evolve into versus like, oh my God, this is an excuse for why I can't do X, Y, and Z. Totally. Totally. Because we can, that's victim. I call it victim astrology. I'm like, we don't do that. We don't blame the planets Yeah, They can influence our consciousness, but we still have to be responsible. We still are choosing. Right. So I try to break a lot of the stigma and resistance. And I Mm -hmm. say, it's like basically a personality test, but using the cosmos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and what I loved about my reading, sorry, she said, she's like, um, she said, she called out how very spiritual I was and how intuitive I was. And I always second guess that, but it was just how she said it in the specifics around that. And what really surprised me is how introverted I am. I appear Mm. very extroverted and I am extrovert. Like I, I'm like the introvert extrovert where people think I'm very, Oh, very confident. And I am confident. I'm very self-assured. I'm not going to say that I'm not, I do have insecurities. I'm still human. I still overthink shit, but with my, uh, astrology that people don't see is how sensitive I am. Is that your so, Pisces moon? Yeah. But it's also my sun and my Mercury are positioned in the 12th house, which naturally is ruled by Pisces. So mm. I'm incredibly a sensitive person, but other layers of my chart, I can come off sometimes as stand offish. Cause I'm like, literally, I'm like, I'm just having an anxiety attack. It's not cause I'm like an asshole. So like, People are actually very surprised when I'm like, I'm literally dying on the inside, but I will still come off as confident and I am going to take the risk, but I'm simultaneously dying. So people don't, they still can't wrap their head around. They're like, nah, you always have it together. You're fine. I'm like, you have no idea how (laughs) sensitive I am. Like I am super sensitive and my closest friends laugh because people when they, they tell them, they're like, you don't have no idea how sensitive Renata is. Not like I'm like, oh, you offend me easily, but how like moods and energies affect me. Okay. And super um, empathic. Yeah. Very. And people sometimes are like, no, she's so solid. And my close friends are like, you don't know Renata. <laughs> and I think you know what I'm saying, but I try to explain to yeah. people that you we're dualities. We're not, again, we're, it's not this binary. It's like, you, there's so much duality in your chart. So it's about, it's about, um, 
kind of alchemizing all those dualities and not feeling you have to be this or that. Totally. Something I was really surprised by in my own chart, which you're making me think of, is that I have a lot of fire elements, which... Mm -hmm. I was, I was almost like, is this my chart? Because I am, (laughs) I'm a Sagittarius rising for anyone that's um, not familiar. The rising sign is like your ascendant. It's always your first house. Correct. Mm -hmm. So I have like five aspects in my first house or something like a million planets and like a bunch of things, you know, and I never really thought about myself as someone like that had a lot of like go and like, you know, getting things done and taking action. (laughs) Like I was just so surprised by that. Like, was there anything in your chart that you're like, Whoa, I don't know. But then kind of living into it, you're like, Oh, this is totally me. Um, I, part of, Oh, um, so I always feel like I don't belong. That's like a wound. So Chiron in your chart is like your deepest wound or insecurity. So Chiron is known as the, the wounded healer, but it's also, where we have our, it's not about, we're going to resolve this wound, but it's like a deep insecurity that you're here to heal. And it's like your healing gift to others. So my Chiron's in Gemini in the 11th house. So Gemini, so I have a lot of wounds around speaking my truth. And again, people will never in a million years think that about me because they're like, Oh, you seem pretty confident. You're assertive. I'm like, I'm dying on the inside. <laughs> like, so when I tell people, that's why you can't excuse your placement is because it's, this is a point of growth where even two years ago, the way I express myself now, I'm way more empowered than, cause I was always second guessing. So I would always look things up, triple check, not say anything. I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to be a misunderstood. What I had to learn were not, it's not about being right all the time. You can't be right all the time. It's not about even having people understand you. It's literally about you being able to express your truth and just be right. okay with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And I've learned that. And interesting, I started recognizing when I don't, literally I will get jaw pain, uh, teeth issues. I have so much dental issues happen the past year because I was holding a lot in. If I'm holding a lot in, I'll get sore throat. So like it manifests in my throat mouth area. And I like Like your throat chakra, basically. So that to me, I was like, yeah, this is me. Cause a lot of times I I can be very assertive, but I'm, I'm literally still like dying on the inside being like, I hope I didn't offend anyone. And people don't, they don't even believe that aspect. They're like, "I, I don't think you're intentionally trying to ever offend anybody. Well, some people won't, will not say that, but um, <laughs> most people are like, no, I, I really love what you said, but I'm like, I always second guess it, Even, but I've mm-hmm. had to work through just being okay with people misunderstanding me and not agreeing with me. And the 11th house, that's your community. That's a community. So that's your friend. That's- so I, the Chiron being in the 11th house, I had this wound of feeling like an outsider. So I always have this, I'm weird. And I've always had that. I always feel like, I I'm weird. I'm different. And for a long time, I try to conform and just mm-hmm. like, you know, blend in. And I'm like, and that's when I had like the essential existential crisis when I was 20. Cause I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, this is not the path I want to be taking. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've now learned to embrace being different and it's not that I'm better or people are worse off, but I had to really work through that wound that I'm weird or I'm not the norm. And that if I keep resisting that, I'm going to suffer more. I have to just embrace the fact that I'm very unconventional. I live an unconventional life. I have unconventional views and that's okay. The interesting aspect with the Chiron in my chart, it it opposes my Uranus. So I have, I bring very innovative eclectic methods to healing. Oh, interesting. And that's what I've learned to incorporate. And that's why I have, I use all these different modalities um, 
Yeah. Within your chart, you said you have Chiron in the 11th house. Um, I guess what other like planetary aspects or um, things going on in your chart are Mm -hmm. either like strengths of yours or you feel supported by? Oh, okay. So my Jupiter's in Pisces. So like I, I get a lot of expansion, good luck when I follow my spiritual path and that comes very naturally to me. And it's also in the eighth house of Scorpio, which is, makes me incredibly in tune in the occult, you know, the taboo topics of the world, but that's actually where I track good luck and opportunities. It's like when I am being the spiritual person leader, like leading with my spirituality, surrendering to a higher power. Cause a lot of times people are like, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, well, it just felt aligned and worked out. Like, <laughs> but it's like, so like that is a strength of mine because people sometimes are, they can be unnerved, but inspired yes. by my ability to surrender. Yeah. When they're like, I can't believe you. I was like, no, I don't know either. I just, mm. <laughs> I just did it. Right. Yeah. So I do my intuition and my, my, I guess my intuitive abilities are very, they come more naturally to me. Yeah. Yeah. Than others maybe. Got it. Also my North node in my mid heaven is an Aries. So I am that warrior spirit. So I naturally to me, um, I, I can be very assertive. I can come off as like that warrior energy leadership. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always been a natural leader growing up. So that's very, those attributes, like I don't mind taking risks. I don't mind defending and protecting, you know, what's right, fighting for what's right. Like I, I just, I just can't. So yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like innate. Yes. It's within you. (laughs) Even though I'm dying on the inside, but right. Yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So then for 2022, one of your amazing offerings is that you do like a 2022 forecast for clients. Mm -hmm. If you're looking at your own chart, um, is there any (laughs) themes that come up, any aspects or transits that you're kind of looking forward to or any that you're a little bit like, Oh, should be... I'll note that on the calendar to be aware of, um, as like a cautionary tale. What can you tell us? Um, for me, I have, yeah, I'm going to, there's going to, I already had massive transformation in my career these past two years, but apparently where the collective North, the North and South node, I guess this is kind of going into 2020 astrology. So the collective North transiting North and South node is kind of like collectively our North node is what we're growing towards. And our South node is releasing collective karma. Well, minor position in the 10th and the fourth house. So the, the North node is in my 10th house of career. The South node is in the fourth house of uh, my fourth house, which is ruled by Scorpio, which is where the South node is Scorpio. North node is Taurus. So there's going to be huge transformations when it comes to my sense of security. That terrifies the shit out of me because I'm like, <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel mm-hmm. it coming. Like, I feel like there's going to be something that's going to massively change in terms of my sense of security. And I already have that wound around not feeling like, like, uh, like not feeling like I belong in a position, like my home life's always changing. And I've lived like eight different places in like, I don't know how many years, eight years or five years, no, not five years, sorry, like 10 years, eight different places. Yeah. So it's always like this constant state of transformation. So I feel like whatever sense of security I have into, or whatever makes me feel secure and safe is going to massively transform in order for me to expand, but particularly in my career. So if I'm still, there's something I know that I'm still kind of, I feel like I've grown, but I know there's so much more growth, which is great because it's expansion, but I'm like, Oh my God, like, what's it going to be? Yeah. I'm just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. it, but it's going to help me face fears. So how these North nodes are positioned in my chart, it's conjuncting my Pluto actually. So I'm, I'm going to have to face 
probably some demons or fears around whatever makes me feel safe in this world in order to expand in my life's work and legacy. So that excites me. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, what is that going to look like a little bit? And I can actually, I've felt this coming. Like, I'm like, I know. So, um, but again, Oh, I just had a question. Pluto is like the planet of like transformation, right? Transformation. It's like like an initiation. It can be triggered by crisis. It can be triggered. But again, Pluto to me is about karma and resolving power and also facing fears. Got it. So, So, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. So that's, that's my main thing is transformation in the work that I do in the world. So I was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> When's it right? coming every day? Yeah. Wake up and you just look around. Yeah. But it's like, I know I'm still not f- fully in it, like in it, but so this cycle is going to really help me face whatever's in my space from really showing up in the work that I'm supposed to do, even though that might not seem like people were like, really? And I'm like, no, really? Mm-hmm. Now, have the nodes moved into those positions yet, or the, is it coming? They're coming. It's like, depending on what, where you look, it's January 17th, 18th, 2022. They moved to Taurus and Scorpio, and then until July 23rd, 2023. Got so it. Col- cr- oh, go ahead. They're currently in Gemini Sagittarius. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember, I remember hearing about the nodes being in Gemini, like the North node being in Gemini, which is like moving, um, into like local community, like doing yeah. things locally, which is, I mean, spot on for like anyone having experienced the pandemic and having to be with like, okay, local community. This is like yeah. what we're doing. We're not traveling. Yeah. And also just getting your local environment in order. Yes. Cause a lot of people mm-hmm. want to like escape, but it's like, do you got your local stuff in, in check? Totally. Cause yeah. everyone's trying to fix the world. And I'm like, that's great, but you got to fix your, you got to fix your space. Exactly. You're, yeah. You got to get your, <laughs> you got to, you got to change your local environment. Like never mind moving mountains over there because that's going to do like, that's yeah, totally. The whole thing. And so now it's moved. North is moving into Taurus. The South yeah. is moving into Scorpio. Got it. Yeah. So I know at least in the U S like collectively, right. Um, we have like a bunch of things happening in 2022. <laughs> like we have, the United States has its Pluto return yeah. coming up in February, which lasts until like mid 2023. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like what that might look like? Also just collectively, right? What you're seeing for 2022 for the collective. Uh, and the masses. So Pluto returns, it's like no one experiences that because it takes so many years for that to happen. So we don't like humans don't, don't have their own personal Pluto return ever, but it's kind of like, this whole like it, Pluto is a plan of detoxification too, right? In right. elimination, so it's like I feel like you know Pluto in in Capricorn is like corruption, authority. So like you're seeing massive transformation, exposing things that are just like basically like it's like a house of cards, right. and we're seeing like wow, we gotta like we gotta transform some things of how this place is run. So yeah. I feel like things are going to get incredibly messy and messier, but sometimes like in order to detox, it feels like shit at first, like really yeah, stuff has to crumble. Stuff has to break down. Everything. Yeah. Gotta, so like yeah. everything has to break down because Pluto goes, now it's time to break down and rise again, like the Phoenix. So there's like that breakdown, which we've already seen occurring. It's 2021 was very highlighted based on like the Saturn, Jupiter, Pluto conjunction. And mm-hmm. now it's like, Oh, wow. This it's like officially happening. This yeah. is getting ugly. So yeah. I can't comment like, oh, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. But we're really seeing um, well, we're seeing a lot of people just finding that how things are run, just the system doesn't work. Right. 
we're seeing literally, I'm seeing in Canada, like our healthcare is collapsing. The It's mm-hmm. just like a, it's a shit mm-hmm. show. So I just want to forewarn people that it's going to be a little messy and it's, but it's, we need things to get messy and we need things to detoxify. Right. So we can actually, you can't just throw soap in a dirty pond and think it's going to get cleaned. Like you got to drain that stuff. You got to put new water in. Like it's a yes. process, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just find it, it's going to be a little, uh, maybe more exposure of potential corruption or people are going to come in and you're going to see a lot of changes in the way the systems run, but that can be good or bad. Right. So there could be it still like this rebirth. I don't know. It's, it's really dependent. I find on people, the collective consciousness, that's just my perspective. Yeah. So like they can rebuild in a way I, that I don't think is good. <laughs> or it can rebuild in a way that is better for the world. It just, we just, we won't know until that's done. Right. And it's funny because it's like, what, it takes 250 years or even more than that for Pluto to, to return back to its same spot. So it's like, in my mind, none of this is going to happen quickly. Like it feels no. like, okay, it's starting and it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're starting the new process of birth. So like, we're just going to, in our lifetime, we're just going to see the the minor change around that. Yeah. The labor pains, like maybe it happening. And then like, yeah, the beginnings of the, but yeah, (laughs) you're going to see like literally it just unravel Mm -hmm. it's unraveling. Right. Right. I know. And and I see, it's interesting. Like on my podcast, I see it across so many sectors like astrology and then also like human design, of course, which uh, incorporates that, but then also like in other industries, like farming, you know what I mean? Like there's this huge thing coming out about how, you know, with like food supply chain and, you know, not corruption, but just like the squeeze there, mm-hmm. like local economies, how everyone's going to need to either source their own food or get it from a farmer. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm just like seeing these patterns across like kind of different, um, different industries and sectors. Yeah. So yeah. what else in your mind, um, should we be aware of for 2022 as a, as a collective? So the North nodes are Taurus and Scorpio, right? So collectively, we all want to focus on, and depending on where this falls in your chart and other connections to other planets, it's going to be very unique to you. Like mine's actually conjuncting, my South node's conjuncting Pluto. So like, it's going to be like intense. Some people's not so much, right? But generally speaking, um, it's working on sense of self-worth and a sense of inner security. Taurus is all about security. Mm-hmm. And again, personal values. At some point in, I can't remember the exact date now, Uranus is going to conjunct the North node. Uranus is the planet of change, chaos, liberation, innovation, freedom, forward thinking, not the norm. So I don't, I don't even know what it's going to look like. I'm not like, I don't, I don't see the future ish. I feel the energy. I just feel from that people's worlds, some people's worlds are going to be rocked upside down because they're going to be like in for a little bit of a treat because they don't recognize economy because source rules, money, food, natural disasters, all of our sense of like, we're all going to have to focus on what are our values. A lot of our values are going to change, or we're going to have to get really clear as to, Oh, wow. This is, this is actually way more aligned Mm -hmm. with me because your, your honest can help liberate you or help kind of give you insight into like, uh, why are you doing the superficial stuff over here? That's not actually aligned with your values. Stupid. Right. So I find that people are, some people are just, thinking, I don't know what they're thinking, but I'm just like, it's going to be in for a treat everyone. Cause you think what had the way things are running it, we're just going to just, we're just going to poof. It's going to be fine. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. 
you best be ready. Like how people are going to invest their money. Um, cryptocurrency, I definitely feel is going to be something to explore because Uranus is in Taurus and that is a transit that, that changes the system of the economy. Mm. And, and Uranus is very technological based, very it's science. It's, it is in Uranus and Taurus is like crypto. Um, but, but it's important attributes people want to develop is really about, are you aware of your personal values and are you, are you, um, do you have a clear sense of self? What are your mm -hmm. boundaries and cultivating a strong sense of inner security? Mm -hmm. okay. And how long are these nodes positioned, uh, in those, in those, um, July 23rd, 2023. <gasps> okay. So for the next year, okay. So next yeah. like, year and a half. Yeah. And you need to be really aware of what everyone needs to be really aware of, of seeking self-worth through others, through that transit. So releasing toxic relationships, drama, you're like over concerned with other people's stuff, trying mm -hmm. to pick apart their brain and be like, worry on your shit, like really get mm -hmm. your shit in order, focus on what is aligned with your values. And are you doing things because you're trying to get a sense of self-worth from others? So it's like, I can only feel okay about myself if everyone else is going to validate me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to so, be true to you. Yeah. Yeah. You're on shaky ground. If you're always doing things because you're getting validated by others and your self-worth is coming externally. And you're going to learn that when you start to pursue the things that are actually aligned with your values, you're going to attract the right people, opportunities available to you. So people are going to have to be really, that's going to be, I think a, a, a tough wake up call for some people. It's in our best interest, but it, just like the Gemini and Sagittarius nodes of knowledge, you saw how everyone was so, some people are so resistant to hearing one bit of information yes. that's different than their belief system. Like a lot of righteousness because the South node was in Sag, extreme righteousness. Opinions are facts, mm -hmm. uh, very rooted in their beliefs where we were all called to grow in, in Gemini, which is like, let's look at all different perspectives. Let's like, look at the facts. Like let's oh. actually look at the facts and the numbers versus what, the demon media is saying like, so, and you can see people were fighting like, you're right, I'm wrong. Like that was the axis of knowledge. Yeah. So we were all called to explore different information, open our minds, shift consciousness, be open to different points of views, still then sift through that and say, okay, now what is my truth? But mm -hmm. I see so many people still very stuck Yes. And that self note Sag, like this is the way it is because they're so they're living through their perception of their beliefs, which right. is an objective reality. It's like my favorite subject right now to talk about, maybe because my south node is in Sagittarius in the first mm -hmm. house, as yeah. well as Uranus, Neptune. It's my rising sign and I have Jupiter there. Mm -hmm. So this is like righteousness is like one of my favorite subjects to talk about because it's something that I'm actually learning to let go of, you know, mm -hmm. and like having a podcast and even just being feeling very passionate about health and certain um, ways that I regard health. Yeah. So I've had to let go of a lot of like, I'm not right. I'm not hundred percent right. I'm, I'm doing what's true for me, but that's not right for someone else. Like that's a huge lesson to learn. And also just having compassion for that, not just um, disregarding people or judging people or, you know, shutting them out. Yeah. And people go, well, what, so what, I'm not supposed to believe my truth. I'm like, no, no, no. It's important to lead with curiosity. So a lot of people say I'm open-minded. I'm like, no, you, I literally say one thing and automatically I get attacked for like, you yeah. didn't hear me out. So right. we were all meant to lead with a curious mind yes. to unlearn everything that we've learned. And you know how hard that is for people extremely. Cause everyone has a lot of blind spots. They don't realize that they're, they're driven by their unconscious. Totally. And you're attached systems. to that, right? You're so, so attached, attached to, that. to that. Right. Um, so 
Yeah. Leading with that curiosity. <laughs> yeah. And balancing, <laughs> balancing logic with intuition. Yes. So it's like, no, I, this feels off. I might not have all the answers. It feels off. And logically this doesn't make kind of make sense, but absolutely. So then, <laughs> in the, in the last like two years, especially who is coming to see you? Like what trends are you noticing? Like, is it, are you, are you a magnet for people that have a certain planet in like a certain house? Like, do you notice that you get kind of the same peeps? I don't get the same people, but it's like things are positioned different in their chart, but definitely people are feeling stuck. They're open. Some of them are, some of them have no idea anything about astrology. Like, I don't know. I just, whatever. I want to do this. I was like, okay. But (laughs) I find that they're, they're looking for confirmation or clarity or they want direction. Um, and some of them know they're meant for more or they're, they're reevaluating their life like that. This time really helped people recognize like, wow, I was just kind of on, on autopilot and I don't know who I am. So they're, they're looking for understanding their self better. They want to have met more information about their career path or their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and typically these people are spiritual or they're very open-minded. Yeah. 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 I don't mm-hmm. really get skeptics booking readings with me. Like I don't, that's really rare. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really rare. Yeah. And you get into the session and they're like, um, actually this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And you're yeah. kind of like, are you lost? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So, um, I want to get back to part of like your background as a naturopathic doctor and just your expertise in the yeah. body and in nutrition. Yeah. I'm so curious, especially with women Um, who work in spirituality spaces, if you find that like certain foods or drinks really um, enhance your ability to do your best work, or Mm -hmm. if that's all kind of like bogus, or if there's anything that you kind of um, don't, or that you abstain from, like what, what are you eating and drinking these days? What helps you do your best work? Um, So I'm like, (laughs) I drink coffee. Like I, uh, I'm a caffeine addict. Uh, I eat really healthy. Like I typically avoid dairy and gluten. I, so I know my food sensitivities, like I run that test and practice. So there is no one fits all. I want to tell people it's, and it really, your body's going to change as you change. So I find now I, I used to eat so much more meat. I'm not a, I'm not a vegan, but I tend to eat more and I hated tofu before, but now I'm like, Oh, I don't want to eat that chicken. Like I, every time I eat chicken, I get so nauseous. So it's like, I'm not allergic to it or anything, but so I tell people there's, you can explore food sensitivities or intolerances. That's what I've done to really understand. Yep. This inflammatory food does not work well with my body. And I can see it in my face, my mood, my, even my body, how my body, I'm not bloated. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then there's, um, just foods like processed things aren't going to, I don't know. They're just, they're processed. What do people know? What are you going to expect? Like yeah. you think you're going to eat McDonald's and vibrate yourself to the, the, the cosmos, like get out of my face. No chance. <laughs> like I look, and I'm not saying don't enjoy like gluten or dairy. I'm very balanced. So like I eat v- fairly clean. Like I said, I eat a lot of organic. Mm-hmm. I have, I don't eat a lot of gluten or uh, minimal gluten dairy. I'm not a big drinker, not because I, I'm like against alcohol. I just, I'm not just, just, I'm not just a bit, I'm just not a big drinker. I do. Doesn't enjoy appeal the to you. Yeah. It just doesn't mm-hmm. like, you know, um, but there's the odd time where I'm like, oh, I want to eat a burger and it's going to be gluten and cheese and whatever. And there's a lot of people like these rules in spirituality, yeah. like you must not eat bread and uh, like meat. And if you have this and that, and I'm like, 
I don't know. Now that's now we're getting really dogmatic here. Yeah. Cause like you can kind of be a shitty person and eat all the tofu in the world. So like there's this balanced. Yeah. yeah, There's this righteousness a little bit in the spiritual community and this, like, like a, this sense of like, I'm this super, you know, clean, whatever, but I'm like, "Ah, I see this. uh, You're you're kind of totally, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't do that. I really say you got to understand your body and that's a relationship you're going to learn throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And just because so-and-so is cutting out almonds doesn't mean you should. Right. I know. It's really interesting how intuitively uh, I feel drawn to things. And I'm not, when I stop and just say like, oh, do I actually want to eat this? Like sometimes my body's like, no, you know, I'll yeah. go like hours and hours without eating. Like last night I didn't even like have dinner. Cause I was like, no, I'm just not hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to force this, you know, even yeah. though I probably should. Yeah. I just like to hear what, you know, people are, what their um, preferences are. Yeah. I'm pretty particular about processed things. I don't want to touch. I just, that does not react well in my body. So like cookies and pastas and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll get the odd burger. Like I like burgers and the odd pizza and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not dying. I don't feel Mm -hmm. really affected because I have a pretty, Mm -hmm. I have a fairly healthy gut, but for the most part, yeah, I do everything from scratch. Like I just don't. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned like you're super empathic. What um, helps you clear kind of energy that you're picking up throughout the day? You know, what healers are you turning to or what modalities resonate with you as you continue down this path? So, um, a lot, it depends. So I get it. I do osteo fairly regularly to help with my body. Cause I could hold a lot in my body. What's osteo. So they help with the fascia in the body. Oh. So it's not like a Cairo, but like they help make sure your body's like aligned structurally by working on the fascia. Oh, okay. So like a, um, is that like a myofascial massage or is that like a, no, like what are they not, doing with you? Adjusting? They're, they're, they're like holding me in certain positions, like okay. pulling this way. It's not myofascial. Like it's like okay. annual therapy, but it's under the designation of osteopathy. Got it. I'm um, working with the soft tissue. Um, now, and then I do a lot of re- Reiki. So I probably get Reiki other other week or once a week like i'm doing a lot of energy work like my i gotta have my shit together right yeah mm-hmm. um what else do i do to maintain my energy a lot of alone time so i need a lot of time to decompress and just to kind of get my bearings like i'm someone who can literally spend the whole day in my room and i'm like i know what happened like i like i <laughs> i need my time to just i don't even know where i go so yeah, yeah. that really helps where i feel like if i'm very busy or I, I, I just, I don't, I'm not, I don't function well. So I need a lot of downtime that helps with my energy. Yeah. yeah. I use like, you know, um, different essential oils, sprays, you know, to, to ground me. Cause a lot of mm-hmm. people think like you to maintain your energy, you always want to be uplifting it. You want to really maintain grounding it so you can actually do something with that. Oh, talk to like, us about that. Yeah. So everyone wants to open their crown or their third eye and they want to have lit intuition. And I say, great, but sometimes you can have this intuition and it's too overwhelming or you don't know how to make sense of it. You have to be present and grounded because if yeah. you, your root chakra is like sense of safety, security, trust. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have, you're not grounded, you can get all the information you want, but you'll be off in space. So a lot of people are kind of not grounded in reality. And it's so important to be, I feel connected, but also grounded at the same time. And what, what sprays or what kind of tools do you use to help yourself feel Um, grounded? So sometimes I'll make moon water. I do that a lot. Sometimes in my rituals, depending on, uh, depending on like what, what the astrology is for that full moon, sometimes do moon water and then I'll hold the intention. I'll do a ritual 
um, and I'll just spray that in the room. So is that um, like you're leaving water out under a full moon or a new moon or how do you make moon water? So that depends on the, cause people think they're just going to make moon water all the time. And I'm like, well, there's some moons that you shouldn't be making moon water. And it really just depends on the astrology, right? Because um, and by the way, though, this is just how I do it. Uh, it's also oh, no, totally. like, whatever resonates with you. Like I'm not the moon water guru. I just, how I've learned what works for me is I'm particular about when I make the moon water, really, I want to make sure it's like, is it, does it actually a lot like, is it a watery moon? Is there a lot of water energy to support that? Is there a lot of like challenging energy in this moon? Cause I'm just soaking mm. that up in the, like the water, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But are we just going to be more like complicated than like, I was yeah, like, oh. like, so we're Google will say, make the moon water, put it under the moon and then set your intention or put a stone in there. And like, again, like, sure. I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm too, I'm very particular about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, this so, is like advanced, advanced level. Yeah. Like, and I don't yeah. want to stress anyone out. Cause I'm saying this is what I do, but you, it's your intention around that. So if you want to put an intention and put some moon water out and then use it in your tea the next day in your shower to use a room spray, whatever floats your boat. Cause I'm, I again, don't want to tell people this is the one way, this is just what I do. Totally. How I make moon water. Um, tarot cards. I'm not, I, I do a lot of, use a lot of tarot in like my tarot readings and my coaching, but, um, or mentoring, I should say, but I don't really pull much anymore. There was a point where it was a problem where I pull a goddamn card every day. And I'm like, this is, this is a, this is not normal. I'm kidding. (laughs) It it is. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it was like, I was so dependent on the card where I'm like, we're not like, you just, can you just list like go inward for a second? Like you don't need a card. So I'm not, I'm not against it. And I find some people use it as a grounding practice again, whatever works for you. But I, I, that, that was a tool that I use a lot back in the day when I didn't really have a strong, I didn't feel very confident in my intuition or as confident. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are in and, and acupuncture. I do a lot of acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I meditate. I'm, I would say I'm kind of slacking there, but yeah. I, I've done a lot of inner work. So I'm very clear about what's mine and what's not mine. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the most important thing. That's something I'm learning. It's just yeah. what to keep, what to let go of. I'm also empathic and I find myself realizing that a lot of things I'm feeling are not actually mine at all. So what yeah. am I going to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Renata, who has inspired you along the way? Do you have books you like to turn to? Do you have mentors? Like, are there authors, even like comedians, you know, that inspire you along your career? <laughs> I'd love to know what's lighting up your world. Oh my God. I, I don't know. I, I think I've been inspired by many different people along my journey. So like, you know, earlier on, I was big Tony Robbins. Like he was like my gateway into like personal development. And and now it's not that I don't resonate. I just doesn't yeah. like, doesn't, it's not, I'm not, it doesn't do it for me anymore, but I still think it's like totally cool what he's accomplished and the work he does. Yeah. But like at one time I was like obsessed with Tony Robbins. Um, I really like, um, for me, um, comedians. Yeah. So I really like Dave Chappelle. Oh God. Um, he's so good. Yeah. I really like him. I really like, um, what's his name? Uh, Sebastian. Oh yeah. 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 Then there's like JP Sears. There's this other guy, Ty. I can't remember his last name. He lives in New York. Um, so they're, they're probably my favorite comedians right now. Yeah. And I like to watch their material. Um, so intelligent. I mean, it's just, the writing is so good for all those, for all those guys. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I might not agree with what everyone says all the time. I'm not, I don't get as, 
but I, I really respect people who just share their truth. Yeah, for sure. Like definitely controversial. Some of it or a lot of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's something for just boldly putting it out there. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like I, I respect that about people and it's in, you know, that, that, that boldness of speaking something where it might not be really well received, particularly in our culture today. Yeah. Um, I give them a lot of credit cause that takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And it's in, and I, I, and I'm, I'm not, I'm against, um, this cancel culture. Cause if we're going to start to police what can obviously don't say hateful mean things, but it's like, we have to, we have to allow people to express because that's how we expand and grow versus having this like hive mind and all thinking the same and agreeing with the exactly. same things where <laughs> right. I, I, cause in the comedy, there's an, there's an element too of truth. Right. And I love, yeah. oh, I forgot this other guy, Nimes. And I love, I love it when people rip on astrology and how ridiculous we are. And I think it's, I don't get offended, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah we can be really ridiculous. Like, right, right. So it's just like allowing to, you know, laugh at our humanity sometimes. Absolutely. So, Renata, what are you currently offering your clients? Tell us about what's on your roster. So I have lots of things. Uh, obviously, my selection of astrology readings, the most popular is a life purpose reading. That's like, that's my spin on a birth chart, which really incorporates more of like what your life path is, your karma, and what your hidden gifts and talents are. Um, 2022 forecast, obviously, is popular at the time because it's uh, the new the new matrix, the new year, the new year matrix, the matrix new year, I call it, because I follow the astrological new year of the spring equinox. And oh, then... Okay. Yeah. And then, um, Reiki, I do distance Reiki and then the spiritual mentorship. These are all virtual things that people can access because I'm in Canada and you need to live in Ontario if you want naturopathic services. <laughs> right. Awesome. And then where can we find you? So the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. Uh, I, I'm assuming you'll probably drop the links in the show notes. Yep, uh, be, align, with Ren- yeah. align with Renata. And then TikTok is also another fun place where I like to express myself. Wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Will you state your website as well? Yeah, it's Renata Trosky. So it's www.renata, R-E-N-A-T-A, -A, and then Trosky, T-A-R-A, V as in Victor, S-K-I.com. Awesome. Renata, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today. You can visit the links below to learn more about Renata and her personal offerings. Additionally, you can find me over at healing underscore corner on Instagram or at healingcorner.net. That's it for me today. Thanks again for being here and see you next time.